Hello, friends. I'm Matt Baum, and thanks for subscribing. The first 18 episodes of this podcast contain the full audiobook version of my book, Defining Marriage. But now, every week, we talk about what's happening with marriage equality and chickens and Star Wars and whatever else is on our strange minds. Hello, James. Call me Linkle. Why is that? Because I am a hero of legend, dual-wielding crossbows and using them like machine guns, flipping them through the air, flipping my body through the air, and keeping it up with arrows shooting out of my butt. Well, as long as you don't do it in the house. Oh, I want to <laughs> do it in the house. <laughs> All right, we'll go out on the balcony then. Let the neighbors see shooting arrows out of your butt. Da, 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 da. So, uh, this is going to be a very confusing claim for you to make for people who are not aware of your Hyrule Warriors career. They know that I am a Linkle. That's all they need to know. Sure. Well, you, so you've been streaming um, Hyrule Warriors? Yes, Hyrule Warriors. I've been streaming it all, but yeah, partly uh, Hyrule Warriors. Also Twilight Princess, Salt and Sanctuary. Oh, I, I stream a whole Easter basket of content. That sounds delicious. What's I, in your Easter basket, aside from these games, obviously? Bunnies that are hollow on the inside and full of empty promises. Uh, I'll, I'll try to make good on what promises are in my hollow cavity. That's disgusting. It is a promising cavity. Thank you. Thank you. I've I've often been complimented on my promising cavity. Mm -hmm. Yay. Well, happy Easter. We're recording this on uh, the day of of the arisal of Christ. Is that... uh, Clearly, I don't know what I'm talking about. The day some ladies looked at a cave and then came back and said, hey, there's no mummy in that cave. And everyone was like, ooh, well, that must mean it got up and walked out. Poor Jesus could not... Like, he probably just wanted to be left alone for a while. Well, he himself certainly lends some credibility to that theory. When he does show up, uh, nobody really recognizes him. They're Mm. like, oh, I think I saw him. Um, That guy over there kind of looked like him. And so people are not certain if he came back or not. And then one guy, Thomas, is like, nah, he didn't come back. And then he shows up at dinner and is like, stick your hand in my hole, Thomas. And Thomas is like... Yup, it's real! And then everyone says, it is real! He is risen! And their tongues catch on fire and go... Wait, do they really catch on fire? (sighs) Does it happen there? Um, At some point, they are met with tongues of flame that let them proclaim the word of God. Wow, it sounds like a strip club act. (laughs) Uh, It may have been. That's, it's just been, over the years, there's been this misunderstanding, this game of biblical telephone, where what started, it was originally like, the Bible was originally like the Kama Sutra, it was just like sex advice. Yep. And uh, through the generations, it's been misunderstood further and further and further, now it's kind of the opposite. Sure, and then of course there's the story of the rabbits. Oh, it's the story of the rabbits. Um, it is that... It's not uh, Watership Down, is it? Because that one's a real bummer. Well, no, no, it's uh, kind of. Uh, so Thomas was very embarrassed for doubting. And his punishment for his embarrassment was that he got long, floppy ears what? and big, no, floppy didn't. feet. He didn't. I know there's enough magic in the Bible, but not that kind of magic. And so he hopped his himself into the desert, and he dug a little warren, and there he met Fiverr, and they kissed. What? I don't know what you're talking about. They but, did rabbit uh, kisses, where they rubbed their noses together, and they kind of wrinkled them at each other. Oh, I have the strangest boner right now. <laughs> You certainly do. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what is what is all of this from? It's you're, from it, you're mixing you're mixing your references, and it, I'm so confused. It's from the greatest story ever told. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. <laughs> so I hosted a screening of that film for for Easter. Um, that's as much as I know about Easter. That gives you an idea. That gives you a sense of my uh, religious knowledge. But I'm like, well, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is biblical, right? There's Easter bunnies in there. Uh yeah. It's it's an entirely biblical tale. 
There's when, a lot of torture porn. So when did... That's true. That's true. There's a lot of bondage in uh, in the Bible, and there's a bit of bondage in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, I was thinking more Watership Down. But, oh, uh, oh we've jumped it's again. It's sort of the, the passion of the rabbit. The, oh, okay. Well, he's called... What is he called? The rabbit is called uh, Enemy with a Thousand... Prince Prince with a Thousand Enemies is one of the rabbit's title. Is it? Yes. Okay. It's very dark. It's hmm. a very dark movie and book. And it's, uh, I think the trailer says something like, you'll never look at the world the same way again. And uh, boy, oh boy, I made the mistake of watching the trailer for Watership Down. Listeners, if you're not familiar, it's a cartoon, it's an animated film based on a children's book. Well, children's, in quotes, book, because it is really scary. Uh, I'm, I watched the trailer for it before I went to bed, and uh, I couldn't sleep because I was so spooked by this thing. I am the prince with a thousand little red Corvettes. Do, wait, what? Who's that? Prince! Oh! The oh, prince. The prince. The one and only. I'm sorry. This is a cultural reference from my black hole years when uh, I wasn't getting any culture. Oh, your hopeful cavity or whatever it is. Promising cavity. <laughs> Promising cavity. We just watched Die Hard. Speaking of that, that span of time when I wasn't getting any culture, we just watched Die Hard for the first time. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Oh, you didn't, uh, it didn't make you die hard? No, maybe I'm just, I've seen too many movies like it, like all the imitators that came afterwards, but I was like, this is boring, and well, these can- characters are dumb, except for Alan Rickman, of course, who's a national treasure. Not this nation, another nation. But He's another national treasure, he's, yeah. He's a treasure of another nation. Mm-hmm. What movies that have imitated Die Hard have you liked? I don't know. I'm trying to think. I did watch Speed, and that's entertaining, but uh, I wouldn't say that I love it. Hmm... What are some movies that imitated Die Hard? See, I just don't think you like this kind of movie. I don't think there's any way Die Hard could have pleased you. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. If it was... Here's the way. Here's the way that Die Hard could have pleased me. It was a totally different movie. Yeah. And it was about his wife instead of about him. Right. It was about this woman who is at the center of a hostage crisis in a building, and she has to outwit the terrorists, and she's, you know, too clever for everyone. And she... her. I mean, you can have Bruce Willis in there. Her husband's bumbling his way through the ventilation ducts. Um, and she's like, oh, boy, look at these clowns. I'm surrounded by idiots. And uh, it's all up to the wife to... to solve the crisis because as it is she just kind of stands around sure and at the end uh she realizes that she should have appreciated her husband's manchismo all along good grief he's so possessive about the last name thing like he gets mad at her for dropping the last name even though they're i mean they're clearly separated and good grief the whole like i claim you with my name thing makes me very uncomfortable oh but isn't that the essence of marriage to lay your claim on another's (laughs) flesh and say you belong to me you idiot (laughs) i sure hope not i mean i guess that could be the, the basis of some people marriage uh i wouldn't want it to be ours i want you to to lay your claim on me through uh being nice to me you just made me lunch and that's very nice i'd much rather have this bowl of noodles than uh your last name well your last name now is bolo noodles (laughs) no it's an old family name the bolo noodles well you already you wouldn't have to change your initials i suppose matthew bolo noodles is it like irish no no matthew my middle name is bowl and my last name is o noodles no it's spanish it's like uh like a tie, like a yeah, bolo tie? Yeah, exactly. Bolo noodles. <laughs> is it, like, named for the, like, ancient family technique of making bolo ties out of noodles? It's named for my ancient Chinese secret. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature with those. Uh, we have quite a roster of bills to talk about this week. Bill Clinton, Bill, uh... Mummy. What? Bill Mummy. He's an actor. Oh, not where I was going, but okay. He was um, a kid in the 50s, right? I think so. Another timely reference. Uh, okay, you're referencing the kid from Lost in Space. Yes. Oh, good God. Yeah, everyone okay. should know about that kid. He's, uh, he's another national treasure. Sure. The nation of space. Um, wh- where were you going? What bills were you talking about? Oh, I don't know. And now it's all... Uh, <laughs> Mr. Bill. Oh, no. <laughs> 
Uh, well, surely you've heard about this North Carolina business. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> call me Lincoln. Uh, I like when I make you laugh like a supervillain, but it freaks me out when you make yourself laugh like a supervillain. Because that's what supervillains <laughs> super actually do. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've, so have you ever been to North Carolina? I have been through it. I have stopped. I can't remember if it's in North Carolina or South Carolina. I'm going to guess it's South Carolina. There is a place called South of the Border where uh, it is very Mexican themed, uh, Mexican in air quotes. Their mascot is a lazy bandito who sleeps a lot. Oh, dear. And you can buy uh, things to measure your penis. Oh, well. Uh, I believe they called it the Peter Meter. How many things do you need? Like, what are you like? I need a second opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, you can buy penis measuring tools. You can buy uh, postcards with boobies. Um, you can buy lots and lots of lazy banditos. Um, and you can eat uh, Mexican food with tons of cheese. Well, I'll tell you this. When my family visited North Carolina, we went to different tourist attractions. Oh? We went to Dolly World and Dollywood. And wait, is it Dolly World or Dollywood? It's Dollywood, but is it in North Carolina? No, we had it's to not. cross over to someplace else to go. Yeah, but, uh, I think we're both talking about attractions that are in other states. Yeah, states uh we went panning for gold okay uh we, i guess not gold but they have this thing in north carolina i don't know what this is and why it's there but they give you like a sack of dirt uh-huh. and they give you a screen in a box mm-hmm. and some running water and you have to jiggle your sack of dirt around in the screen in the running water and try to find precious gems in the sack that they gave you okay and is that how you struck it rich and why you're able to keep me in the lifestyle to which i'm accustomed uh yes that's how i struck it rich we got you get a little like you know garnets and things like that and things oh. that are kind of i don't know if they're precious or what but they're precious yeah, they're, they're pretty rocks. You get pretty rocks. Is essentially what you're doing. Mm, my precious. Yes. Anyway, so that's North Carolina's uh, nicer side. Uh, we uh, we had some family there. It's very pretty. The Smoky Mountains are lovely, and the mm. the vines I know are invasive species, but they're pretty to look yeah. at. Are those the kudzu? They are. Oh. We went uh, tubing down a river. That was fun. I don't know if you'd like that or not. Nah. You, you wouldn't like to go tubing. Nah. You want a tube. What kind I mean, of can I bring like? my phone and my Nintendo? No. Oh, no, well, no. You go and you splash around and you touch a fish. Ugh. That is the worst thing that can possibly happen to a human being. If your foot touches a fish, you might as well kill yourself. Because that's it. Life is over. All right. Yeah, I've given you fish to eat. You've eaten fish. I have eaten the inside of a dead fish that I didn't have to look at. If my foot touched a fish, that's it. The, foot, the foot's got to go or I do. <laughs> Feet don't fail me now. Oh, you but failed. They did. They yeah, failed me. They failed you by touching a fish. Oh. Uh, well, now that we've touched on the dark side of North Carolina, that there are fish there. Sure. Uh, there's another dark side. Oh. This North Carolina bill that was just passed that uh, protects discrimination against people, uh, against LGBT people, uh, and also prevents trans people from using the correct bathroom. I feel like the bathroom issue has really taken center stage Mm. when it is just one feature of many. And I'm not saying the bathroom issue is not important, because believe me... I understand the misery of the public bathroom. Nobody likes the public bathroom. Everybody is uncomfortable in the public bathroom. It is a place that is covered in uh, pee-pees and poo-poos of other people that you may not want to handle. Um, It's full of prying eyes that uh, want to see your genitals discharging and your waist hole wheezing and whiffing. You're painting quite a portrait. It It is a nightmare scenario. The public bathroom is the worst place to be. And so I understand why people, uh, it is a raw nerve that uh, is Ugh. easy to flick 
and Ugh. cause a reaction in people. Oh, boy. This is the most disgusting conversation you've ever had with you me. You see? And that's why it's so easy to get attention when you're talking about public bathrooms. Because everybody feels vulnerable there. Everybody feels uncomfortable there. People feel gross and weird regardless of their gender identity and so it is very easy i think to uh prey on fears and discomforts uh around this horrible space i'll tell you this we were driving back from uh, san francisco this weekend and we passed through oregon and oregon has fine rest stops we uh went into uh the bathroom this is so you went in and then i went in after you and i was in a stall uh because i don't like to use a urinal and uh someone else came into the bathroom some other guy and all i know because i couldn't see him because i was in a stall is that he walked into another stall and then whispered to himself unbelievable Really? Yeah, I have no idea what that was in reference to. Maybe he has happening just an enormous dick, and every time he sees it, he says that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was unbelievable good or unbelievable bad. Mm. Unbelievable. He sounded disgusted, so who knows what kind of thing he encountered in there. Bathrooms oh. are the worst. It's possible. So anyway, this yeah. North Carolina bill, um, it does a whole bunch of things. It also prevents cities from raising the minimum wage, which, what? Oh, was that just a little rider yeah, tacked on? Stick that in as well, too. Sure. Why not? Uh, so yeah, so this North Carolina thing, um, it rolls back. Basically it says like at the state level, cities, towns, you cannot pass any further non-discrimination laws. If you pass non-discrimination laws, they are superseded by the state non-discrimination law. And the state non-discrimination law says that gays aren't included. So what reason do they give for that? Like why? Because wasn't this also unusual circumstances where they had to call a special session that was really expensive? Like what reason do they give for why it was so urgent that uh, LGBT protections be nullified across the state? It was all about the bathrooms. They did not want to talk about the public accommodations or employment or anything like that. They just wanted to talk about the bathrooms. So, oh, oh, women shouldn't have to change in front of in front of men. So even l- let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt that they don't deserve and say that that is actually the reason. And we know it's not the reason. But why is it urgent? Why does a special session of the state uh, legislature have to be called in order to deal with that right now? I don't know what the calculation is exactly. The best guess that I have is that they're trying to motivate people, trying to get people upset and angry to make them come vote in the presidential election. Uh, okay. That's what they did with marriage equality in 2004. Oh, sure. Isn't it, though, maybe a little premature for that? Or is this, is this mm. I mean, maybe they've done the calculation and getting people angry now will keep them angry through the summer or something? Maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe the calculation is that this will give the presidential candidates something to talk about, and you know, that, that would be beneficial to them. I mean, when you mm. look at the, in 2004, Gavin Newsom started issuing marriage licenses in February. So, uh, you know, that carried, that outrage is said to have carried. I mean, we'll never know the true extent, but that outrage is said to have carried through the 2004 election so maybe sure but i think that was a much bigger bombshell right like because what north carolina has done is essentially just one of many bills of its kind um what gavin newsom did was pretty unprecedented yeah. and like a, a major shift in policy for a major city in the country yeah so it's probably not fair to compare them um i mean i'm just hypothesizing here that they're trying to get this issue in front of people and drum up outrage and motivate the conservative base to keep them activated as long as they can oh i get that i'm just wondering why now i don't know i honestly don't know like what is their game i couldn't tell you um i mean these are things that could have waited until i mean here's the thing is 
this was not a particularly pressing issue. It's not like there was, you know, some chance that there's going to be a, a trans uprising and, and people would be flooding bathrooms to do genderqueer stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what was the particular panic at this moment? Uh, I think people are just really, like conservatives, are just really upset and desperate when it comes to LGBT stuff. And, and they're willing to go to great lengths to uh, uh, make people's lives miserable. So what you're saying is it may be just motivated by animus. It, there may not Maybe. be a great political calculation going on here. It may just be that we'll we'll stick it to you, fagalas. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that is not okay, in particular because this particular law conflicts with Title IX. Uh, Title IX is the federal law that, uh, it, it says a whole bunch of stuff, but among them, it protects gender uh, expression and um, sexual identity, uh, gender identity and sexual expression, uh, as, you know, things that schools have to protect. And this North Carolina bill specifically says that schools uh, have to, um, that, that, that students in schools in North Carolina have to use the bathroom that corresponds with their assigned gender at birth, which is ludicrous. Uh, and violates this federal law. So now it's kind of in the federal government's hands. Are they going to be like, all right, well, North Carolina, you're not going to get millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars in funding because you're no longer compliant with this federal law. It's your choice. So so two things there. One, um, what is this federal law? What is Title IX? Title IX was something that was passed in the 70s, I think it was the 70s, that ensures, among other things, it protects uh, um, students against uh, various forms of discrimination. Um, and it's been amended to or, or clarified so that it protects sexual orientation and gender identity. So specifically, uh, federally, schools are required to allow trans students to use the bathroom that corresponds to their gender identity. And two is, do you think it's possible, I mean, I think this is a long shot, but do you think it's possible that losing federal funding for schools is actually a feature and not a bug. Because Mm -hmm. haven't states like Kansas and others with predominantly conservative state governments intentionally cut funding to schools and done things to lose funding? I I don't know if it's an effort to privatize or just to sort of have a tantrum against public education. But I mean, a lot of these states are cutting their funding to public schools. And would losing public funding be both a win in the political column, because they could be like, look, at how we're being punished for sticking to our values and also a win in striking a blow against public education. Yeah, I think you might be onto something there. That's not a bad idea. You ought to talk to these guys. You've got some good ideas. That's a good strategy. <laughs> um, I am evil. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's what I love about you. Yeah, so uh, companies are threatening to uh, pull out of North Carolina in various ways. ACLU is saying that they're going to file a lawsuit. So uh, we certainly haven't heard the last of this. Um, What a lot of people are comparing it to is the um, corporate boycotts of South Carolina over the Confederate flag. Mm -hmm. Uh, So remember how companies were like, oh, we're getting out of South Carolina. That was not effective. Okay. Uh, what eventually was effective in South Carolina was a mass shooting at a church mm-hmm. uh, in which the Confederate flag was implicated. So hopefully it doesn't come to that. Um, but uh, yeah, so who knows what's going to happen in North Carolina? Legal action. Um, I mean, this certainly ramps up the rhetoric. And uh, whenever these things pass, we see an increase in hate crimes against LGBT people. So mm-hmm. uh, prepare for some dark times. Oh, always. I'm always prepared. But um, just to go back to the potty issue... Um, why, so why is it that LGBT groups have allowed, uh, the conservatives passing these bills to hijack the message and make it all about, uh, bathrooms and locker rooms when the bill is way more comprehensive than that? And like I said, I don't want to say that, uh, 
trans people having a safe place to use the facilities is not important. But it's just one piece of these bills. Um, and these bills are pretty sweeping in terms of making it illegal to... I mean, th- this is such a, like, a weird double negative backflip thing of it's illegal not to discriminate. It's illegal to prohibit discrimination, mm-hmm. right? That's what it does? Yeah. So it's not just about uh, bathrooms and locker rooms and those kinds of facilities. It makes it illegal to prohibit discrimination on the basis of somebody's sexual orientation or gender identity. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think the reason that the bathrooms are such a sticky issue, blech, uh, is for the reason that you identified. Bathrooms are really gross and they make people have strong feelings. And trying to convince people of something, like as you pointed out, I mean, it's really complicated. It's the double negative backflip. Mm -hmm. is complicated so sure but i mean but there are smart creative gays and why haven't smart creative gays figured out how to take the message back and and make it if it is going to be about bathrooms flip it or if it's not about bathrooms which i think is a stronger case to make um to make it really clear that this is not a bill about bathrooms i don't know smart creative gays what are you doing are they working on their window treatments who knows Uh, i I mean are they all too busy getting married and getting puppies and uh (laughs) oh i think you may be onto something Mm -hmm. there oh well we've taken care of marriage bye everyone i mean i'm I'm being a bit facetious but also not like now that marriage is over have these smart creative gays who made a ton of money on marriage just moved on to go fuck everyone else maybe okay that could be it that could be it Uh, you know like california's got marriage new york got marriage and everyone else is on their own. Uh, it does seem that way. It does seem like, eh, South, whatever. You're going to be the South. Whatever. Go do your <laughs> South thing. Yeah, it really sucks that there's this sort of, like, um, foregone conclusion. Well, it's just, you know, it's Georgia. So, of course, they're going to do that. The home of designing women. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Did you see that there's a new Julia Sugarbaker speech? Boy. Uh, the woman who wrote Julia Sugarbaker um, wrote a new speech about Donald Trump, of all things, hmm. uh, and gave it to this renowned Julia Sugarbaker drag queen. Uh, so the character lives on officially through mm. Linda, what's her name? Linda Bloodworth Thomas, I think that's is her correct. Name? Or, or Thomason, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, the character lives on uh, through this drag queen. So that's kind of nice. Now and the, she's based in Georgia, I believe. The real Julia Sugarbaker is a ghost, right? The real Julia Sugarbaker is uh, a character, and the actor actress who portrayed her is no longer with us. I but think. it's Easter, and anything could happen. <laughs> she is risen. She is risen, and she could give that speech. Oh, girl. We just need to sprinkle a little yeast on her grave, and she shall rise. Louis Vertel, who is always correct about everything, uh, tweeted earlier today that uh, if a woman rose from the dead, we'd call her desperate. <laughs> Oh, Louis, he is a master of the Twitter form. So mm-hmm. if you are not following Louis Vertil, Vertil on Twitter, if you're not following Louis Vertil on oh, Twitter... Oh, we've discovered a new character. Uh, hello. Who's, who's this? I am the Twitter Mister. I'm Mr. Twitter. This is like that. What's that? that Louis Vertil is the Mr. Twitter. That movie about the woman with multiple personalities, Sophia, was that Was that a... I want you to tell me her name. So, Sophia, Solia, so, so... Soledad O'Brien. So... Sopia. Sopia? Sopia. Sopia. What's her name? Skrala. Skralas? Skralas. No, what's her name? What is uh, her name? The woman who had multiple personalities. Mm-hmm. There's a movie about her from like the 80s. Sure there is. Oh, Krusty Mastak. Krusty Mastak? Uh-huh. I love that movie. Isn't that a nice, that's a beautiful woman's name. It's like cellar door. It's the most beautiful sound in the English language. Krusty Mastak. Yeah, it's Krusty Mastak. Sounds you know, like- Something you'd name a, a woolly mammoth. It certainly does. It's got a caveman quality to it. So, uh, what's her name? I, I know there's an S. There's an S, and I believe there's a C. Okay, uh, go ahead. South Carolina. Oh. That's her name. No, uh, 
Crophy? Sophie? Crophy. Crophy is... <laughs> I guessed Crophy before I guessed Sophie. Crophy. Uh, Crophy's choice. Uh, is there a Sophie? It's, I don't think it's Sophie. Well, there, I mean, there is a Sophie, but I, I don't know if it's the Sophie you're thinking of. This is, we're going to get nowhere with this because this is a fictional character, so I'm never going to be able to circle around to the right name. Uh, well, what do you think her name is? Sam. Sam. <laughs> Sam. It's not Sam. Schoolie, schoolie moops? Schoolie moops. Uh, no. Oh, shoot. Scandia Manchach. Scandia Manchach? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, it's not Scandia are, Manchach. These are not human names, but what I'm saying. Sure. So I'm trying to find the sounds, because I can remember the kind of the, the vague sounds of her name. Kind of. Skula? Skula? Skula Poots? Skula Poots! <laughs> all right. Lean away from the mic when you do that, because I, I have did. to adjust the levels on all of your laughs. I did lean away. Uh, tell me more about Skula Poots. Who's she? Who's she? Uh, she's a second grade teacher. Uh-huh. What uh, does she teach? Uh, pooting. I thought so. Okay, school of poots. Stan, Stanlia, Stanlia. That's the female form of Stanley. Stanlia. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Uh, Stanlia Zbornak. C- Cyril. C- Cyril. It's something like it's a C that makes an S sound. Maybe. C- Cyril Sneer. But it's a woman's name because oh. she's a lady. Asclea? Asclea. Ascanta. Scanta Claus. It's not Santa Claus. Oh, Marscape. <laughs> you said that like Bjork. I did. Marscape. Marscape leaves on a mountain, eating fig newtons. Al Malaclack. <laughs> Al Malaclack? Who I'm is Al Malaclack? Further, I'm getting further and further away. He's mm-hmm. a minor. <laughs> Casclea. Casclea? Casclea. No, there's an S and a C, and I think the C makes an S sound. Uh-huh. I, I keep coming back to Sophie. Mm-hmm. I really think it's something close to Sophie. There Most, are elements that are not dissimilar from Sophie. Mostly Sophie? Mostly Sophie? That's her name? <laughs> no. The lady with multiple personalities uh-huh. who had a movie about her, and there's something about a stapler in the movie. Is there? I think there is. Maybe she has her name written on the stapler. I don't remember. I mean, what's terrible about this is that we're talking about a character who's all about multiple personalities, and I can't remember her name. Like, her, her, mm. her identity has been lost to me. And to her. It's all very connected. Crasty? It's not Crasty. Masty? Casty Basty? It's not Masty Crasty Basty. Uh, I keep, I'm like trying to sneak up on it. Mm-hmm. Like I forget that I'm, I'm making myself forget that I'm trying to think of a name and then I come back to it. Astuliap. <laughs> Astuliap. Uh, these are all alien names. Why are they all <laughs> alien names? I am Astuliap. I have come for my identity. Cynthia? I don't think it's Cynthia. It's not Cynthia. Marrow, Carol, Barrow. <laughs> That's a dog trying to pronounce a human name. Maru, Karu, Baru. Why are you doing this to me? And you know, you know the she's, name, right? She's doing it to you. Of course I know the name. Uh, I know her well. We're in constant contact. Sybil. Yes. I don't know. How, how did that come to me? Because I, I was thinking know. of Cyril. I, I was like, Cyril, Cyril, Cyril. What sounds like Cyril? Cereal. Cereal. C- is Cereal her name? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's a movie about so Cereal. anyway, the movie Cereal, about uh-huh. the woman who doesn't know what to eat for breakfast. Yes. She can't remember. It, she, like, thinks that she's lucky one day. She yep. thinks she's the Trix rabbit, like like, um, like Thomas, how he was turned into the uh, Trix rabbit. If That's where the Trix so. rabbit comes from. Thomas? Who's Thomas? From the Bible. Oh, yes, yes. 
Uh, yeah, and sometimes uh, she's the the quick bunny. Is the quick bunny in the... a lot of rabbits? Yeah, are they related? Um, I think it's very racist of you to suggest that all Hollywood rabbits are related. Anyway, uh, Georgia has another bill. Oh, speaking of racists. Yes. <laughs> Georgia uh, has a bill that's going through the legislature. It, essentially the same thing. Uh, a lot of boycotts threatened for this one. Uh, Oprah and Eddie Murphy have said that they are going to pull out of the state. They're going to make a biopic about Richard Pryor, which would have been very entertaining. Can you imagine? I think that was going to be... Was Oprah going to play him? Yes, yes. Oprah was going to play Richard Pryor. I would love to to see that so much i would too oh my god can you imagine mm-hmm. oh telling all of his like filthy jokes mm-hmm. shots of her making the toy with jackie gleason oh my god i completely forgot about that i thought you're gonna go to uh what's that one about the train oh see no evil i don't think so silver streak or silver bullet or something like oh maybe that? See No Evil, is, he's in that one, too. That's a good movie. That is an actual funny movie. That is the one where he... Is he blind and Gene Wilder is deaf? I believe he's... Or is I, it flipped? I think, it's, I think you have it the other way around, yeah. Okay. And at one point... Or he's hard of hearing or something. At one point, like, they're trying to pull a scam and, and somebody's demanding, like, they're, they're, like, onto them. They're like, wait a minute, who are you? And Richard Pryor goes, fine, thank you. It's <laughs> a good joke. It's a good joke. Yeah. So anyway, Disney has also said that they're going to leave Georgia if this bill goes through. Uh, they're filming Guardians of the Galaxy 2 there right now. Netflix has said that they'll leave. There's a lot of companies that have said they're unhappy about it, but haven't used the word boycott. So we'll see if they actually uh, have the courage of their convictions and want to leave, or if they're just like, no, we just don't approve, but we'll keep doing business here. Mm-hmm. May 3rd is the deadline for the governor to sign. Oh, also the NFL says that they'll probably not do a Super Bowl there if the bill passes. So has the bill actually gone through the legislature and is at the governor? That is, yep. That's it. Oh, when did that happen? Uh, about a week or so ago. Okay. So did that just get totally overshadowed by North Carolina? Yeah, well, um, first it was all about Georgia. So people mm-hmm. were making a lot of noise about Georgia. Then North Carolina happened. and Oh. So did North Carolina, do you think, do the emergency session just to beat Georgia? Because like oh. they wanted to discriminate first? I don't know. That's strange. That would be weird, but I, it's possible. I don't know if they're in some sort of bigot race. Or maybe, like, or, or again, maybe it's not that calculated. Maybe they saw that Georgia was doing it and they were like, I say, I say, we gotta do something about these gays. That is precisely what happened. Uh, Governor Foghorn Leghorn uh-huh. uh, personally got involved and uh, the little chicken hawk was the only, what, what, was, what was he called? The, you know, he, the character. He was called the chicken hawk. Was, did he have a name? Uh, I don't know, but he was really into twinks. Did, yeah, so he was like oh no <laughs> i don't remember what his voice was like it was high and squeaky though wasn't it they were all now like, listen here junior we gotta discriminate against the gays before our neighbor to the south does yes yeah georgia is south isn't it yes yes okay my geography was on the fritz for a second that's okay fritz the cat uh yeah so that's what's going on in georgia missouri uh also oh, is having some our old friend some monkey business going on uh-huh. no wait i'm sorry mississippi not missouri mississippi um this is my favorite one because it is so absurd okay uh so there's a law there that would basically i mean this is very familiar it's one of these laws that would protect discrimination on the basis of a person's sincerely held religious belief that marriage is between a man and a woman mm-hmm. we've seen this many 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 times yeah um and so democrats uh tried to pull something clever to prevent it they just delay it from passing and gum up the works they called for a filibuster Mm -hmm. so in the senate this means that uh one of the ways they do this is they read the text of the bill in full which can take days uh because they're doing this not just with this bill but with a whole bunch of other bills and there's something related to who owns an airport and you know a whole bunch of unrelated legislation so they're just reading the full text of bills uh which takes 
hours and hours and hours over the course of days. Mm-hmm. The house, the house has come up with a clever way to, uh, I don't know, discourage this or, or I don't know, to streamline the process. Mm-hmm. They have a machine that will read the text of the bill for you. So no humans actually have to filibuster. They just have to turn on this machine and then walk away. And the machine will just read things to itself in a room while everybody kind of just sits around and waits for it to finish. Fascinating. This okay. is insane. Uh-huh. Completely insane. Also, uh, I tried desperately to find video or recordings of this and couldn't, so I'm, I'm sad. So, listeners, if you have any idea how to obtain this, I would love to see it. For these particular bills, because they were so long, they turned the speed on the machine up to 10, which is apparently the highest it will go. Mm-hmm. And so it was reading these at a speed that is faster than humans are able to comprehend. But- so what we have is a legislature that for six days has been doing nothing but listening to a machine read legislation at a speed that no human can understand. And that's democracy. Now, why is it that these procedural tricks, like, how come they have become so central to how we do things? That, like, the threat of filibuster and filibuster and all these um, clearly uh, tactics that were not intended Mm -hmm. when the rules of the Congress were written, like, why do we still let this go on? And I understand those arguments that, like, you know, both sides use filibusters and blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Like, should either side use them? No, uh, but okay. there are no, no consequences. I mean, like everything with the American democracy, it's the system that we're stuck with, and nobody has any incentive to change it. What's well, that incentive part, right? Because we're not stuck with it. We can change it. Oh, yeah, sure. um, I mean, every... We could, but why would we? No, right. Nobody wants to. Every legislature can change its rules of order mm-hmm. um, from the federal level to the state level to the city level. So, I mean, like, if, if people wanted to, they could eliminate these ridiculous stunts. Yeah, sure. We could have a functioning political system, but mm-hmm. uh, the people... Who are in, uh, able to make that change? Uh, they don't want to. They're in power. So why would they want to change it? Yeah. I mean, what it would take is I don't know. Uh, we'd have to start over from scratch, basically. Get I, rid of. I don't. Maybe not from scratch. Not completely from scratch. Like it's not like reformat America. Although that would be a very catchy slogan. If it was 1995 <laughs> and you were a big fan of hackers, yes, you'd have to undo a whole lot of machinery and and build it back up again if you wanted to to fix things. I mean, I was just listening to this thing on Fresh Air about why we have caucuses and primaries. And, oh, boy, what a mess. What a mess. And, I mean, like, the conclusion that this woman who's an expert on this topic came to was things were better back in the days when it was like a smoke-filled room and party bosses just picked people. Because then you had someone who was chosen as the nominee who was actually good at brokering deals and negotiating and and performing leadership. Uh, Now uh, the presidential candidates is uh, whoever's the best reality show contestant. Anyway, so uh, Mm -hmm. we'd have to really change a whole heck of a lot about our system. And the people who can change a whole heck of a lot about it system are the ones who are in charge so why would they yeah which is really dispiriting um but every vote counts haha yeah um, oh yeah you can't complain unless you vote yeah and to, and to just give a little context about glib comment um you know i mean we only have a few states that are actually competitive and within those states we only have a few districts that are actually competitive but why would anyone do election reform or try to uh you know outlaw gerrymandering or have some uh neutral third party draw district lines why would we want those things? Or to be proportionally represented? Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. A country where every person's vote counts equally? Good yeah. grief. What a uh, mess. It, it certainly would be. <laughs> um, it would be chaos. But anyway, where are the smart creative gays, and why are they letting people hijack the message around these bills and make it all about bathroom panic? Because it is easy to trigger people's bathroom panic. Mm-hmm. Um, but these bills are not about bathrooms. Yeah. Come on, smart creative gays. Get on it. And when I say gays, I'm sorry. 
smart, creative, smart, creative people queers, who I'm are. Sorry, yes. <laughs> well, no, no, they don't even have to be queers. Smart, creative people Ooh. who are opposed to these bills. Yeah. Be they LGBT, be they straight, be they some non-binary, uh, gender fluid being of pure light and good intention. Why are they not taking the message back? I don't know. Well, because we know, like, that they are at least aware. For example, Mark Shaman, who um, is the... Um, is he a shaman? Can he, like, <laughs> summon Please don't squeeze the us? shaman. So he's the guy behind, oh, a whole ton of things, but he's he's been doing music since forever. And uh, most recently, um, I mean, the thing that's on my radar right now is Smash, even though that's been off the air for a couple of years, because I've been listening to the After Smash podcast a lot. Anyway, so Mark Shaman has said that uh, he just produced a bunch of stuff in Georgia, and he's like, I'm not going to do anything else here if this bill passes. So uh, he knows that it's going on. He also, he wrote the um, the Prop 8 musical, you remember after Prop 8 passed? Uh-huh. So uh, after it passed, he passed a, he wrote a, a very fun musical about it. Uh, sure would have been nice if, if that happened a little earlier, but oh well. Uh, yeah, so Mark Shaman, uh, now's the time to write a musical about Georgia and, and HB whatever it is. I think it's HB 2 something. Yeah, instead of waiting for it to pass and waiting for disaster, uh, maybe now's the time to be like, uh, this isn't just about bathrooms, you guys. Sure, but I mean, with Prop 8, it was kind of the same thing, right? Like, everyone was just like, eh, things are good enough, whatever. Somebody will take care of this. Somebody will take care of it. And it wasn't until marriage was outlawed that people were like, wait a minute, something yeah. bad can happen to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it is. Something bad just happened to me, and now I'm upset. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of puts it in perspective. Okay. So, so I we got to wait something... till people are... We have to wait till things get really bad and people suffer before anyone does anything. I, things are pretty bad and people are suffering, but uh, I guess not enough. Right. You know, and... Well, because, I mean, the other thing is that, I mean, with cisgendered LGB people, they are not feeling the brunt of some of these anti-trans measures. Uh, and so, I, I mean, is that why there isn't the same fire under their ass to do something about it? Yeah, you know, I wonder if what's going to have to happen is there's going to be, like, I don't know, like a high-profile trans bashing or something. I, oh, boy. I, well, I, let's hope not. I Yeah, let's hope not. But, like, what's it going to take? Because, you know, what it took to get people interested in gay marriage was seeing that their friends and family uh, were being discriminated against. And that's why straight people suddenly got interested. Um, are straight people, are cis people going to need to see, oh my god, trans people are really having a bad time of it? Are, 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 are non-queer people going to have to see, oh my god, my friends and relatives are getting fired or losing their home or uh, you know can't catch a bus because of this law? Well, I think, I mean, there's, there's two uh, facets to that, right? One is that people have to know that they have family and friends that are trans, mm-hmm. um, and they have to know those people and have some kind of positive feelings about them, and then they have to see those people suffer. Right. I mean, for that what you're describing to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, like, can we not just sort of have empathy for people, even people we don't know personally, and take action ahead of time so that those people do not have to suffer, regardless of whether or, no we know, whether or not we know them personally? Yeah, uh, we can have empathy for people who are not like us, but that's what, what was required for that is the smart, creative people to uh, tell those stories. Uh, right. So get on that. And, I mean, I know it is problematic, but do you think things like transparent, um, and as remedial as it may be, the Danish girl, are helping in the way that Will and Grace, while not a perfect creation, and Ellen, while not a perfect creation, improved the situation overall 
yeah. in the 90s. Absolutely. Uh, I think those things are very helpful. I think there's a lot of empathy that comes out of those those kinds of portrayals. More of those would be nice, and we're going to need to see um, a lot more of them. Uh, I mean, Caitlyn Jenner, for all her failings, uh, you know, is, is another one where people are like, oh, okay, I, I know a trans people. I, I know a trans person. Uh, but then, you know, she's also problematic because a lot of the stuff that she, Caitlyn has said, is um, kind of unsettling. All the people that I know who uh, are talking about her are like, oh boy, girl, you're not helping. Well, sure. But I mean, the people you're talking to are people who are deep, deep, deep in this bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know. If somebody has never actually seen a trans person before and Caitlin is their first exposure, I, I mean, and you know, I'm talking out of my ass. I don't know what I'm talking about here. But I think it's possible that simply seeing someone who has transitioned, living a life, might be a positive thing on that viewer. Um, I mean, what Caitlin's saying maybe isn't what we would want her to say, but she's her own person. She can say whatever she wants. Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe she's an opportunity for people to connect some dots and be like, wait a minute, this woman who I've seen on the cover of Vanity Fair, she would have to use the men's room? That's weird. Maybe. I mean, I think it's just a matter of um, taking... I think until you have exposure to any kind of minority... I think it's possible to conjure up all these images in your imagination of what you presume them to be like. Mm-hmm. And and then you see one of them and you're like, oh, oh, I see. They're just people. Right. And Caitlin's not a perfect person, but who is? <laughs> She's just people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it, it goes back to that guiding principle that I took from them up at Stake Manhattan. Peoples is peoples. I mean, I actually, I go back to that a lot. Peoples is peoples. Uh, and so, peoples is trans, peoples is gay, peoples is lesbian, peoples is getting married, peoples is peoples. I've never been more attracted to you than I am at this moment. <laughs> that, to see you quoting <laughs> quoting the Muppet movie in connection to civil rights. Yeah. Uh, that is the most erotic thing I've ever witnessed. <laughs> well, I'm also completely nude and covered in coconut oil. Mm, well, then you're not completely nude. we got to get you into a frying pan and cover you in popcorn. Oh, I'm never fully dressed without a fry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sure, sure. Do you want to get into your fry guy costume? <laughs> that is my most erotic. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just picturing myself in an actual fry guy costume with, like, the striped socks and the big sneakers and the googly eyes. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing, too. And oh, I'm looking it's at so you. sexy. Oh, it'd be so hot. Oh, my goodness. Mm. How do you think the Fry Guys reproduce? I think they do terrible things to a potato. Are they? They're all guys, huh? Are there any Fry Gals? Yeah, I think there were at some point. I think, like, the Chipettes, um, they spun off some Fry Girls at some point. Maybe it was during In Living Color. Maybe they were, like, a spin-off of the Fly Girls. Okay. That's probably it. The, the Fly Girls and the Fry Girls? Yes. And they just do, like, fancy dances? Fancy dances. That's what the fly <laughs> girls did. Fancy dances. Them and them and oh no, I've got. They're doing again. the dance of the seven veils. Who? Sofalopa. Yes, good old Sofalopa. Somalopola. Somalopola. So, soapy. Soapy. I, this is. I'm. I'm recapitulating exactly what I did last time. I'm going through exactly the same names. What was the other no, one? No, Soapy's new. That was one of the names that I thought of. Were you just trying to summon Bertie Sanders? <laughs> yes, that's what you do. He flaps onto your podium if you say that three times yes uh no mr man now you know it's a woman I know although she man. may have man. with her dissociative di- identity disorder there's an she m, may have, isn't there? uh, there's a sybil sybil an m 
I, yeah, I got Mr. It. Man I got, got you to Sybil. I, get, I did it because I snuck up on it. Ah. I was like, I distracted myself with Mr. Man and M's. <laughs> and then I got to Sybil. She, she, I exposed, I exposed the name in my brain. But you certainly it was like, did. It was like, I mean, literally in my brain, it was like there was a, there was a blanket, there was a tablecloth on a table. And it was like, I snuck up to it and yanked it really fast. And it revealed the name that was under the table. All the candlesticks and everything remained you in place. stayed up. Yeah, it's a good trick. <laughs> Ta-da. It's your greatest brain trick also sometimes cards just fly out your ears <laughs> is this your card yes oh it's all soggy pull handkerchiefs out of your nose <laughs> i'm a i'm a walking joke shop you really are matthew spent many years seeking uh, a spinning bow tie in san francisco listeners do you know where i can obtain a spinning bow tie i've been looking for years for one of these things and nobody seems to sell them i mean you can get them for like two hundred dollars on ebay at one point i was looking and i was like oh boy i don't know about this how could an, how could a spinning bow tie be two hundred dollars Anyway, the point is, if you know where I can get a spinning bow tie, uh, please um, put 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 that information into a bottle and, and drop it in the ocean, and eventually I'll receive it. But that's that's how I get all my mail. It's true. It's uh, it's the Wind Waker delivery system. <laughs> Schmear. Yeah. So you get a tingle bottle. <laughs> Do I ever? Mm. Oh, I'm getting a I'm getting a little tingle bottle right now. I don't know what that means. Uh, no, we, uh, we've got uh, quite, a, quite a bit of editing for me to do on this episode, so why don't we uh, call it a night and I'll uh, get to work. We'll call it an Easter Sunday. Oh yeah, happy Easter to everyone. I hope your Easter was full of chocolate. I got you an Easter Sunday. You did? It's got hot blood sauce, the blood of Christ. Oh God, what would an actual Easter Sunday be like? Uh, there'd be some wood, there'd yep. be some nails. Yep. There'd be some blood. There'd also be, uh, if you're going by one of the Gospels, uh, a bunch of water in it. Because one of the Gospels, they poke Jesus with a spear and water comes out of him. Okay. He's a water balloon. Uh, what else would there be? Thorns. Uh, this is this is not appetizing. Some straps of leather. Can I just have a fribble? Uh, you can have an Easter fribble. Okay. It also has blood. No. It's the blood of Christ. Uh, listeners, as always, thank you for listening to this gibberish. Uh, please don't hesitate to get in touch and let us know your thoughts. I'm at Matt Baum on Twitter. You can leave a review on iTunes. Uh, big thanks to folks like Joe in Pennsylvania, who wrote in his iTunes review. Love the book, love the premise of the book, and of course, love Matt. Joe loves me. Oh, thank you, you for jealous? loving him. Uh, I am not. Is Joe cute? I, well, we'll find out. What if it's Joe Camel? Joe Camel has a certain machismo. He does. Do you think he's retired to Pennsylvania these days? Why would it be Pennsylvania? Because it's says Joe in Pennsylvania. In the oh, in the oh, oh, oh. I don't know. Are there tobacco farms in Pennsylvania? Probably. Maybe. Are uh, there camels? Uh, there must be at least one. We saw sure. a man eating chicken once. It's true. Uh, don't forget to hop. Listeners, don't forget to hop over to Amazon to get Defining Marriage in print or via download. And if you do pick up a copy, please do leave a review. Uh, and check out my other podcast, The Sewers of Paris, for revealing personal stories about entertainment that changed the lives of gay men. You can also examine my YouTube channel. I just did a lovely live chat with uh, Rantasmo from the show Needs More Gay. And also Terrence Moss, a writer for uh, Essential Gay. Uh, so please check that out. We talked for two hours about uh, queer television so if you can if you haven't had your fill yet boy oh boy you can get even more of it over my youtube channel youtube.com slash mattbaum and now by the power vested in me by the internet i hereby pronounce this podcast over Hey everyone, it's Matt Baum. Just for a little quick uh, addendum to this episode, after we recorded, I googled spinning bow tie, and guess what? They are plentiful and readily available on the internet. It wasn't the case last time I looked, but 
what times we live in, what miracles God hath wrought on this Easter Sunday. So uh, you don't need to tweet at me that you could just Google spinning bow tie and get them for like 12 bucks. But uh, I hope you all obtain one for yourself because uh, no wardrobe is complete without a spinning bow tie. Uh, let us all just wear a spinning bow tie and nothing else. That is the traditional way to celebrate. Celebrate what? I don't know. Celebrate bow tie day, I guess. Anyway, bye!